What else was I supposed to do to know so I wasn't what, what pissed? Yeah, that's I drinking no pussy bear. It just blows cool ass. And he's like a mudslide. I mean, people that would have checked out our podcast and then they just hear shit every time. And they're like, nope. I was like, oh, For me, listen, when we're in the room, I'm fucking weird. You have to shut your mouth and open your ears to hear stuff, Lee. Uh, well, we're, we're measuring it by the dog. You're mixing up your, uh... So what other way do you smell? You what way do you smell? You got face level to... <laughs> Alright, don't lick the bed either. Dude, he licks yeah. the... He licks the comforter, like... The first time it happened, he does it to the couch, too. I thought he pissed there, and then I, like... I, I smelled it, and it was like, oh, that's not piss. You he smelled just, it? Yeah. What else was I supposed to do to know so it wasn't what, what piss? What method of smell did we go with? Did we stick our face With my fucking it? nose, you dumbass. What other so way do you smell? What way do you smell? You got face level to piss. Yeah, what might have been. Dude, when what you have a dog, you do all kinds of shit. Make like it any better. Yesterday, I had to wipe his asshole with a napkin. <laughs> like, well, I mean, that makes sense. He's a dog, but like, no, dude, this was actually pretty funny. Like, we were outside, we're walking up and down the sidewalk where I walk him right, and he gets yeah. down. Like, you can't see this, so if you're listening to this on the audio version, this is one more reason why you should come to the YouTube for mm-hmm. King of the World chat. My dog, he like. He gets ready, he gets down to, to poop, and then he he poops, mostly. Then he, like, starts to walk again, but every, like, three steps, he starts, like, getting ready to poop again, and I'm like, and then he would stop, and he would just keep going. And he did that, like, three or four times, and I'm like, what's wrong with him? So I turn and I look, and, like, he's got, like, a, a Klingon, like, he's got a, a dingleberry, like, but it wasn't a dingleberry, it was more like... A whole bush. It was not a bush. It was like it was a tree. It was like dingle pecan. It was even bigger than that, dude. Like so so he can't get it out. And then he just sits his ass down in the grass and like wipes it. I was like, that is a smart dog. And then like we go a few more steps and he tries to get down to go again. And this time he does go successfully, except it is hanging on by a thread, except instead of a thread, it was grass. Like he had eaten grass and there was like a full piece of grass hanging out of his ass, which was attached to the dog shit. So I like grab him by his butt and I just like wiggle it a little bit and it like comes out. And when we get upstairs, right before we go in the house, he's got like, I, I'm like, I'm going to check him before I go and let him sit on the carpet. And sure enough, like his ass was, uh, so I had to go in and I said, stay here. I went and got a paper towel and then I wiped his ass and welcome to King of the World chat where the topics are made up yeah, and the dog exactly. and the points are dog shit. In, in many cases. Well, I guess we made it a few episodes without mentioning shit. No, we didn't. I don't think we did. I think we've gone a single episode without talking shit. We should we have should... a calendar. You know how, like, this, we've been this many yeah, days. Yeah, this many accident. days without an episode. <laughs> without talking about shit. This is your fault this time. Yeah, I blame the dog. Oh, well, that's what we're talking about. We would have gone without talking about shit, potentially. Although, let's be honest. 
what are the chances that we got through this without talking about fecal matter at some point? I mean, you, you oh, opened up the show by no. talking about taking dumps, taking dumps of piss. Topic, no, a dump is going to be mentioned. Yeah. Well, we've already mentioned that dump. Yeah. Well, sort because of. That's a, that, was a, that was a dump of freedom. That is the freedom dump. The freedom. The free dump. Oh, yes. Not too many people can say they've done that. I did that. That was uh, that was which that was the uh, that was the old apartment back yes, when, was. when I lived in Austin with you. And now I gotta bleep that out, even though we don't live there anymore. And it's a big street, so I mean, like, but I gotta put another dolphin noise in. It takes like two seconds. Oh, no use, a, use the foghorn. Fog. I've got the foghorn. I've got the foghorn. Fucking SpongeBob. Good times. Good times. Good times. Yep. We've all had good times. Yeah, we we had a really good run of cartoons, all kinds. Yeah, we had a good round set. That's what every every kid thinks. Nah, man, we had like our list is definitely larger than most. I bet you, if we were to go through and have people basically list out the cartoons that they enjoyed, mm-hmm. ours goes all the way from like Saturday morning, from Nickelodeon to Cartoon Network. To a few cartoon shows on Comedy Central, like we had more networks than any other generation, and they just weren't. I get like there's still those around now, like because apparently there's things like Gumball and stuff that are. Yeah, I was gonna say, dude, know. there's more t- like oh, yeah, Teen no, Titans. Is... Still, they still have that niche and they still have that you know that go. But what I'm the point is, what's weird is I think Gumball a lot of it. Dude, I think the gumball kids are adults now. Wow. Because wow, really? I see I see memes on the Reddits where they're like talking about nostalgia for gumball. They could be like Yeah, but 16. Like they could be 19. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, I'm But old. that's the way like, things go now. Like uh, in the society that, we live in. You know, bones scraped together already. You're ancient. Oh, yeah. And, and especially in the computer world, my day was 20 years ago. Yep. <laughs> you know, like, I are young people. Hey, I got a weird thing. Oh, yeah? I was listening to the Texas football game on the radio earlier. Okay. And there's a commercial that comes up for Twin Peaks. Like, the, the place, like, that's not allowed here anymore? Yeah. Yes, where they had the biker shootout in mm-hmm. the great biker shootout of 2015 or whatever it was. The commercial comes on for Twin Peaks. Okay. And at the end of it, first of all, they just have pretty cringe uh, radio commercials anyway. Nobody okay. listens to so the radio. Go their advertising. Yeah. Come on. Exactly. I was going to say that's that's where it all comes okay. from. Come on. It's a, we're not we're not going to you know we're not it's going an intellectual to- crowd. Yeah, we're they're appealing to the you know certain target. At the end of the commercial, they reference a product that like is just like incredibly comical to me. You and I are, you're 30 now, aren't you? Yeah. We're 30 plus year old men. Okay. Men. Yeah. How does it sound to you, though, when they advertise in our man-sized mugs, like, of beer? They sell these, like, frosty, but they call it man-sized. Dude, when someone comes up to me and says, Man size, the first thing I think is you have a little dick. <laughs> That's exactly what, <laughs> dude. I was gonna say, it's like these are the same guys that they drive a big truck. And oh, like, yeah, 
What was the episode? I don't remember the episode. There's an episode of South There's an episode of South Park where uh, where Gerald, Kyle's dad, yeah. he's getting his butt wiped by like a, a, a grown woman, and he's like, I, I, you're a big boy, aren't you? And he's like, I'm a big boy. <laughs> like it's like and that's what I think of when I think of exactly like you yeah. said, dude, man sized. How does anyone with a straight face, especially to like they're employing like it's Twin Peaks, right? So it's like knockoff yeah. Hooters. Like yeah. you're the type of guy, first you're of all, you, exactly. You're the type of guy, first of all, that goes to a Hooters with a straight face yeah. and then you're ordering a, wings. a man. Yeah, <laughs> God. A man-sized mug. I want a man-sized. Okay, yes, sir. <laughs> they bring you a little bib. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah. Get you bring you a little high chair to sit in while you drink it. <laughs> Get you one of those little big bonnets that says, I'm a big boy. <laughs> oh, no, excuse me. I'm a man. Man-sized. <laughs> I thought you would get a kick out of that, too. I was like... <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Like, but that's how you know, dude. It's like you said at the very beginning. You're like, dude, consider the demographic. And I'm like, there you go. Demographic <laughs> orders a man-sized frosty mug, and they think, yeah, that's got we got that man size. Yeah. I ain't drinking no pussy bear. <laughs> it's man size. Blue Lash Seltzer. Exactly. Yeah. That's what the popular drink is right now. Dude, Seltzer. seltzers are huge. Dude, apparently. Dude, you, you gotta be honest. Music, dude. Isn't that like basically what all the like old cartoons were using when they had the little, you know? Little oh yeah, but it didn't have alcohol in it back in the day. Yeah. It was no, something. No, no, no. It's, it's alcohol now. You see, with that connotation, that all that shit it just applies to alcohol. Dude, I'm gonna be honest. I know some people that would not be alive today if that stuff had been around when we were kids. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I know some friends that would not drink beer and like. Yeah. And go, oh, but they'll hit Everclear like crazy. Yeah. No, you know exactly who I'm talking about. I know. Why do you think I went exactly there? <laughs> that dude would not be alive today if that stuff had been around when we were kids, probably. And if you were watching, I just lost the game. Son of a mother's lover. I also just lost the game. Fantastic. Hello. <laughs> oh, man. My Steam, my Steam library search on the store page will never be the same. There's a joke nobody's going to get nope. <laughs> except you, me, him, and his brother. Yep. <laughs> well, shout out to you guys. Which also brings us to the next thing. The Virtual next reality, thing. Because that's on Steam. Oh, I had a cool way to get to that earlier. Oh, yeah. Well, let's go. Okay, we can go back and do that. I'm trying to think what it was. It was like, hey. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's going to not be good no matter what. <laughs> you know, it's funny. VR. What? One of the one of the Nurgle units in Total Warhammer Three. Nurgle. Okay, wait, wait, wait. That's the that's the Chaos God of the disease. Yes. There you go. Okay. He literally shits on entire troops. I mean, dude, he turns around and just blows full ass, and he's like a mudslide just <laughs> on the battlefield. On the battlefield, dude. I'm just like, man. Sup, nope. See, we totally would not have made it through without talking about shit. Yeah, no, no, dude. There's no hey, way. You're absolved. There's no way. It's not your fault anymore. <laughs> we have another shitty episode. The Wonder. dog is saved. I hope you're not wearing white on this episode. 
in a 40k in a uh, Warhammer in one of the and actually it might have been it's either the first or the second book from the Horus Heresy I don't remember which but it's Warhammer 40k it's, I think, yeah, I think if I, what you're going to bring up, I think you're going to bring up is the first book. It's the first time they deal directly with a chaos, like, uh, well, it's a, it's a thing, it's a dude that it. used to be a space marine, I think. He, he basically um, is, uh, like, they go to a ship to try and save some of their guys that had been there a long time ago. And it turns out that they're all dead. And this guy has been like turned into a, like the equivalent of an abomination. Like if it was Warcraft three, he's like all swollen. He's super fast, even mm. though he's giant, like he bloated though. Mm. And they take the time. All the reason I'm bringing this up is because they took the time to describe that he was shitting all over everything as well there too. So I was like, those yeah, guys they, like, they don't give a shit. They vomit, they shit. Like, it was like they go out of their way to let you know that, like, hey, guess what? He's also shitting. It's like, yeah, while this guy is running through just battalions of men, he's crapping the whole way. Did you? Do you ever watch yeah, he, the Act Man on YouTube? Do you know the Act Man? The Act Man? Yeah. Mm -mm. Okay. Well, you would like him, even if you haven't seen him. I think like he's pretty good content creator. But I saw a title from him the other day of a video that he made about Modern Warfare Two. And the title of his video, I shit you not, it was a fantastic title, was Modern Warfare 2 is a gym covered in diarrhea. <laughs> that was his title, Dude, if I had to so guess. It's accurate, though. Like, but, like, I just thought that a gym covered in diarrhea. I was like, man, I am not doing a good job of making titles. We can say this episode sure does run. Oh, well, I, I earlier today when we were in between recordings, because we did a recording earlier that we aborted. We aborted from... For standard. And we aborted like it was an unwanted child uh, that wasn't born yet. Is, it, which, is that illegal in our state? Yeah, it is. So we're going to jail now. Cue the police sirens. Like when you unlock a character on Smash Brothers. Well, anyways, I had a segue to get us to. That's what I'm waiting for. VR. I know I'm trying to remember it, but I, I like I'm. Just, that's what like, I'm saying. It's, like I just need to know what we need to do. Do we, do we need to throw you a lifeline? <laughs> Modern Warfare Two is a gym covered in diarrhea. <laughs> it's the best way I can describe Modern Warfare Two. God damn it, man. So that, dude, it's a very apt description. He had to say diarrhea. <laughs> he just keeps coming back. It's got oh, it's only got six hundred and eighty thousand views. I would have thought that would have been oh, over a million by now. Only six hundred eighty thousand. What a surprise! People aren't searching for covered in diarrhea. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that on every title we ever have now. Covered in diarrhea. <laughs> I can't be serious now. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know how this was a segue. Oh okay. Well. Oh, man. Sometimes, uh, shit, in games, you have, um, <laughs> sometimes they're covered in diarrhea. <laughs> is, that what think, is that literally what you made me wait for? <laughs> no, but I couldn't resist it now. Well, I would say diarrhea is not really something you can resist. It happens. Whether he wanted to. Dude, we joke about that a lot now, but it's killed a lot of people on this planet. It did, dude. Dude, it's, uh, 
it's dangerous shit, literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn it. It's like, yeah. we're... <laughs> There's going to be people that would have checked out our podcast and then they just hear shit every time. And then they're like, nope. <laughs> they're check in. These guys are talking about Six shit. months from now, somebody's going to try to give it another try. And they're going to be like, are they still talking about shit all the time? And then we're going to say, World of Warcraft uh, 10.25 is a gym covered in diarrhea. <laughs> and they'll be like, nope. <laughs> Hashtag ban king of the world, Chad. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. My sides hurt from laughter, so that's pretty good. That's a good start. When I was a kid, I had a dream one time. This is the kind of thing that isn't just something that will exist. It already kind of exists, and I okay. went to do it. I had a dream that I went to what was essentially a movie theater. Everyone bought a ticket. And when you got your ticket, you were essentially assigned a role within the movie. And I don't remember any of the uh, peripherals. I don't remember it being like, oh, you put on this. But what you were doing, I was a lion with a bunch of other lions. And there were a bunch of gazelles. Think the scene in the animated old school Lion King movie, the herd, the stampede, where, spoiler alert, where Mufasa dies and all okay, the antelope if that, if that gets spoiled for you at this point exactly where yeah. have you been <laughs> dude how long has it been since you watched the lion yeah. king and how did like, you end up here <laughs> i thought about that and i was like in the dream i knew somehow that there were people that bought tickets and some mm -hmm. of them were wildebeests or antelopes or water buffaloes or whatever it was yeah, it was sure. a very cool thing where the outcome was oh you know it's gonna happen like you would in a movie it was like what is essentially they made places called the void was what it was originally and it was basically you see behind my brother's head to his right that is his base station one of his base stations that's one of the things that defines one of the walls for your VR play area. The, the void is a big room w with uh, a bunch of those set up on the, uh, on the ceilings and the walls oh, throughout. You basically, when you go, I drove out to Utah. And I didn't go out there for this reason, but I was going out west on a, a road trip a long time ago. You went, you bought a ticket. And of course, it's a VR thing. So you're putting on a headset. There was a haptic suit so you could feel like vibrations, essentially. They made it a like a 5D movie or 4D movie, whatever they called them, experience where they would blast air and bubbles and stuff at you. So it wasn't just things that you were feeling from the suit. But it was a it was a straight up Ghostbusters experience. I, w I was a Ghostbuster with a bunch of other people. We went through. It was very, very short. It was only like 15 minutes long. The coolest part to me, it was like lot of cool parts at the, we, we fight the big fluffy puff marshmallow it's not fluffy puff that's strong bad and home star runner that's fluffy puff right it was what was it the stay puffed marshmallow man whatever the michelin man thing from the the original ghostbusters movie was it rips the side we're in like a old high-rise apartment building in new york city it rips part of the wall away and we're all blasting it with the with the things and like when it's gone it was all over we're supposed to go walk out the door but before we do i look over what used to be the wall from like 14 stories down and i look down and i'm like okay i've played vr before with my brother i know i'm in a vr experience i know that if i put my foot out over the edge of this drop that i'm not going to fall but it was still very hard 
hard for me to put my foot out and put my foot down into nothing. And I'm telling you, like VR has not sold like it will one day and it's not where it will be. But if you know anyone that has capabilities for you to try it out, and that's much more accessible nowadays than it was when my brother and I lived together and he first got it, you absolutely should try it. Some of the coolest experiences that I've ever had in games are in one well, uh, okay just touching on that point real quick when you say like experiences in games like what in particular are you really talking about like are we talking about like really good story or well, no like, that's the whole thing is it really like, is it really is something i say experiences because it really is something a lot of the times in more ways than one that you cannot get i think in any other uh, medium of gaming like truly vr sometimes and sometimes the games are less games and more experiences and you would know this better than me you've got the base station right behind you um i wish that it was uh i think i think this is what it's like i said it earlier and i think this is very true right now on october 1st in 2022 where we're mm -hmm. at is like where people that might have heard Jimi Hendrix and thought this guy is where it's going to be at 20 years from now. And I don't think it'll actually take 20 years because of how quickly technology moves, but it's not there yet, which is a shame because back when we did live together in that apartment was when you first got your, your VR set up, your Vive and that, like had some things that I like nothing else could come close to. And uh, I really, at, at that time, it seems like it's gotten better since then, because I remember looking with you, like independently of you trying to find games for VR that were more fleshed out because everything was so. It was, it was just such a, at the beginning there, you know, there wasn't, they weren't selling a lot, you know, like, so it was expensive. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was an expensive venture. The whole it's thing still was. expensive. Yeah, well, it's it's honestly, it's gotten a little better. Like, dude, that Oculus. I know I you had to spend and what you're spending now are two different are two different numbers. Well, the yeah. index is still pretty. It's still over a thousand dollars, right? It, which the Valve Index? Yeah, it is a thousand dollars. That's it. Like, and you need a computer that can run it as well. Well, yeah, but you see, here's the deal. The headsets have gotten more advanced, so the requirements for towers have actually gone down. Like, so because the headset does more. So it's because it's got its own graphics card, it's less demanding on the machine. Well, so that makes sense. And that's why that Oculus Quest or whatever it's called oh. now, Meta Quest, like, too, like, dude. Oh, Oculus, that, that thing will never be there because you will always have to be signed into Facebook. Facebook will essentially be this digital tower that you will always be chained to, like offline. There, there is no offline. Yeah, God. but the the, the like, average gamer, like, and we're not talking like hardcore. Like, this is not the sphere of people that play VR right now. But like mm -hmm. the people that mainstream, the people that buy every Call of Duty, like the ones that, like, the audience that they want to capture. About habit buyers. I'm just saying. That's who you will need it to be marketed to for it to eventually be where it is a mainstream thing. Like they're not, I like, I, I doubt they give a shit whether or not it's a Facebook product or meta, excuse me. 
Well, it's, well, you see, no, they want to they want to push meta. Like that's that's their main push. Like well, that too. And that's the sad truth for Oculus. But you can um, run Steam games on that. Yeah, I was. But that was that's a more recent thing than because it wasn't that like that at the beginning. No. Like, for the, as far as far as you I can know, play half like Alex on one of those. Yeah, but as far as I know, you still can't play Minecraft on the on the Vive. Vive. No. Yeah, and well, that Microsoft has its own fucking VR thing now. I think. Uh, yeah, but they've well, they've always kind of had their own VR thing. Uh, Microsoft has been working on the this glass project, like kind of like what Google Glass was. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's their Microsoft mixed reality or something the like that. Holographic, the hollow something. Yeah, I think they can't find it real quick because dude, that thing is actually pretty interesting. It's really. Well, then you're talking like mixed AR with VR. Yeah, and honestly, if I remember correctly, when back when I was working for that big uh, fruit tech company, um, they seemed like they were going to try to do something more with the augmented reality. But I've never really seen anything come of it. Well, it's because well, I really feel like they've decided that the market well, no, isn't like there they yet. Were just, there was all kinds of commercials and like you know stuff. It's like, oh look, what we can do now. You hold up. They were. Show the guy holding up the iPad, and it was like, Aaron, well, was that's like, what I'm saying. I feel yeah, like I never saw anything past that, like you know, it's the same thing as what we were talking about earlier today in the aborted run, where we were talking about Warcraft 3 refunded. Where like Blizzard, I think, realized ahead of time that oh, this isn't going to sell that well, but they made it anyway because they knew they weren't going to put any more money into it after it came out, or the fruit company that you used to work for. It seems like decided probably that uh, this isn't worth our because Google had uh, Google Glass originally and then they they ditched that a long time ago because I remember the same guy we were talking about earlier who would have uh, probably died of alcohol poisoning if hard seltzer had been a thing when we were kids. Oh, yeah. He was obsessed oh, yeah. with Google Glass when it was first announced and then that never went anywhere. Yeah, dude, I'll be honest. I think they were a little over ambitious, like. That kind of, like, we're just now getting to the day where we're folding glass and whatnot, you know? Um, and we're not even really, that's not even glass, I think. So that's the kind of thing I'm looking at. But at least, you know, in that situation, I don't know why I still don't have a scouter. You know? Well, it's becoming more accessible, which and is like, what's important. And honestly, I'm really upset the Google Glass to me thing because with Google, like, you can just take a picture of uh, something and Google will identify it for you. That would be really awesome. Basically, wearing Google Pokédex on face—that's the future. Well, you say what is it when I said they're the coolest experience is like for me. My favorite game out of everything that I played on what you had that was VR mm -hmm. wasn't like there's no story at all. Like um, it was even one of those games, and this is like one of the few yeah. game types that existed when VR first came out, it was like one of those wave shooters where you're basically standing still and they come it's to you. Yeah. Yeah. But, but at the same time, like that makes arcade games like relevant again, because suddenly you're not just playing Galaga. It's like, Oh, like I'm, it's like, well, I mean, let's take like the biggest game in VR probably still, or one of them is beat saber. Like everybody, and I know you have problems with that personally, but like people have seen that even if they don't know much about VR. And that is like um, the kind of thing, dude, you know what there is? Speaking of Beat Saber, there's a fucking air guitar game for VR 
where you just like strum. And I was like, you know what? That's actually a fantastic idea because suddenly then you're taking like, like people do air guitar nowadays still. And they have a blast doing that if they're drunk enough. And it's like, you take VR, you add that. Now you don't need the alcohol. I mean, you don't need the drugs because the VR will provide you with the visual and the auditory stimulus. And then you still get the sensation from, from the, uh, the air guitar. Like, I bet that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I bet it is. I saw there was a tabletop, a table tennis game, like a ping pong game. And it was like, this is one of the most realistic experiences you can have in VR. I was like, you know what? Fucking. T- oh, bro, 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 bro. No, really? no. It's just like, you think about it. Ping pong is perfect. See, let me ask you a question. When you're in VR, why is it the first thing you want is a realistic experience? Well, no, I'm not saying that at all. It's just that like, the way the, the way the guy said it in the article was he's like, this is one of the most. No, I'm with you. Like, that's the, the strongest point of VR is that you're not you're somewhere else. Like, that's what's cool about it. It's like you have a chance to break the rules here. You know, there there are constraints that in the real world that you, you're just not ever going to be able to get around. If you jump off a six-story building and head towards the ground, guess what's going to happen? You know, I, we all know it happens. If you don't, you, you look it up. If you take uh, a shit on the White House lawn. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a lot of bad things are going to happen. <laughs> but you can do that, can't you? But you can't be done now. It can be done, which kind of gets us into it. So, like, and that's the first thing I kind of wanted to get into. Like, with, with VR, it's like, it's a chance to, like, to go outside of the normal scope of, of experiencing something like it's like actually getting to download yourself and put yourself somewhere else rather than the generic sit down and maybe like kind of zone out and really enjoy like uh, a campaign driven uh, driven game such as like maybe God of War or um, which those games can still be immersive. Like, yeah, they can be, but when you want to talk about like getting into the world, like as, as we mentioned in our first episode, degenerates and like, when does it really become a, you know, when does an item become the communities rather more than the authors? Um, we just said, we basically brought up the point that we said that it's a, a situation where, uh, God dang it. Situation where it's more the communities and the authors. I had just said, hold on, we can walk this back. Yeah, dude, I'm going to be honest. No, 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 don't give up. Hold on, time out. We can do this. can't remember. Like when we were talking, like last week when we were talking about like... Immersion. You're talking about immersion. Yeah, yeah. Man, I was about to get all excited about the callback to the first episode. Yeah, I just couldn't really look for I couldn't remember what we had said like in the middle of it. I just, and everything disappeared. Like... That's a shame because uh, that first episode really was a gym covered in diarrhea. <laughs> God damn it, dude. How did I lose train of thought in mid-sentence? Uh, dude, it happens all the time. First of all, probably because you have ADHD as well, I would wager. It's like people living in the world. I remember it now. Okay. It's where we get into a situation where people love a game so much that they live in the world. Okay. You know, it's uh, and that's one of the. It's like when you're already trying to basically because when you play a game, whether you realize it or not, that's actually what you're trying to accomplish. Is you want to check out of the reality, or enjoy yourself, 
and experience something completely different. It's escapism. Yeah, exactly. You know, and because it's not just, you know, because, and it is fun. Like it's very entertaining. And like, so that's the, like the three main things of why, uh, like, it's kind of why we play games. It's not the only three reasons, but there's some major, they're one of the major players. And because of the situation, it makes, you know, it's what drove an entire industry to basically, or at least when we were younger, you know, to really drive out a campaign. But once again, that was also driven to the fact because there was no online capability, you know, like the ability to play with your neighbor down the street was if he carried his system over and if those two systems had a way to play anyways. And that really wasn't a thing until, uh, as a matter of fact, I don't remember any consoles until Xbox and PlayStation 2 that were able to do any kind of LAN play. Because I don't remember Nintendo having any kind of LAN play. Now, it, there's the whole thing, you know, it used to have online plays. This isn't Japan. We didn't have that. Yeah, I was going to say um, I was supposed to, but... Yeah. You know, games had to be more uh, campaign-based. They had to be story-driven. They had to make you want to care. They had to make you want to be a part of that. They had to make you, you know, want to explore it further. They had to make you want to come back. And but you know what I also think is a big part of that? What? And it's sort of something that existed more back in the day when the graphics weren't as good. Because you look at those memes where it's like what our graphics looked like. And it'll show like the picture of the Liz Alphos or whatever they are. The yeah. lizard enemies from yeah. Ocarina of Time. And then yeah. it shows like the Twilight Princess versions of them. And it's like mm-hmm. what we imagined. And it's like that was more of a thing i feel like when graphics weren't as good something that i think a lot of like mainstream people are that might have missed out on vr or maybe they checked it out and they were like ah i didn't get it it's like well it really supports someone that uses their imagination as well although having said that you get anyone to put on the headset and you give them a horror game and like they are gonna have oh yeah instantly, an experience instantly the, the 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 you think if you think you're literally the toughest if you think you're big and bad put on a VR headset and play play like at least out of the three games I choose here easiest is gonna be Brocaven Experiment Brocaven Experiment while it'll look very creepy there's one deal about it. You're playing a situation where you are in one center part of the map. The it's a wave shooter. Like, exactly. They are going to invade your space. So you are just going to be standing in one place. That it basically cuts down the creepiness because they're going to be coming towards you. Like, But you that's know still a bit creepy to you if you've never it's, done it's it before. It's creepy, but you're more well prepared for it. That's, and that's why I say yeah, but like you said, the three. Anything now that invades your space is what's going to, like, oh, that's yeah, going to freak yeah, no, people that's out. All like, VR. You're probably going to break VR something VR. in your house is what oh, yeah. you're going to do. Like, like you know that comfort zone you feel right now of no one being in your space? Imagine someone just being, like, right up here now. Yeah, dude. You know, like. It's not even just a scary game thing. It's, like, anything no. coming at you into, like, it makes you, Which like. Is- which is something I want to touch on is what you were saying earlier is what I call brain fill. When we were talking about the Los Valos, it's like what we imagine brain fill people who had imagination, basically while they are playing it there, but in their mind, they see more than what's actually on the screen. This is where the same thing happens in VR. However, in VR, 
it's a little bit more of a reactionary instinct than it is imaginative because things will actually make your body react. Even though you know you are not in whatever game you're playing, that monster's not really there. Your body's not going to register that. It's going to react like as if it was really coming to you. If you because ever did hallucinogens and you were into that and you wanted a similar experience without putting drugs in your system, you would probably enjoy VR. Yeah. You want to see you can survive a bad trip? Go into the horror games. And there's much more to VR than just horror games. Horror games are what you see mostly posted about because it's fun to watch people shit themselves, you know, it, or run into a wall or try to run away. You, you know? can't get away from yeah. shit. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know, we can't get away, dude. It's just, it, it, it sticks, man. It's a part <laughs> of life. It sticks to it your sticks. shoe. <laughs> it sticks and it smears and it runs. <laughs> but yeah. And he's, so once again, Brokehaven's, uh, Brokehaven experiment, easiest I've in my Next. But that game is old. Huh? You're, that game is old. What? Dreadhalls? No, the, well, both of those games. Yeah, both, no, both of these games are old. Like, and I'm not even bringing up Phasmophobia. Like, Phasmophobia That's is... That's in different... VR now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah. Yeah, dude. I see, I would play Phasmophobia that way. I've seen Phasmophobia a thousand times, and I'm like, eh. But I would t that would be fucking funny shit in VR. Oh, yeah, dude. Phas Phasmophobia is... In fact, that seems like a game that was probably made for VR, and then they, they ported it to, like... I wouldn't put Phasmophobia as, a like, a trial getting someone in. You put someone in Phasmophobia, they're not going to put a headset back on. Dude, all like, the horror games are going to do that, though. Our friends no, would no, not... Like, I'm telling you, they get you... These games actually warm you up to the idea. No, Except dude. Our friends third, would our, not try Dreadhalls. you up to the idea. And it's not because it's well done, either. It's actually part of the fact that it's poorly, kind of pat, badly animated is part of what makes it so creepy. Number two is Dreadhalls. Dreadhalls adds in the aspect that the Brokehaven lacks. You get to move around. Basically, you get the ability to walk around, look around, and have the opportunity for something to be behind you that you actually have to physically turn around and look at, just as I do right now. There's a lot more opportunity for jump scare there. It's also due to how the monsters work in that game. Each yeah. one of them have a unique mechanic that allows you to, well, navigate around them if you are able to keep your nerve. Because once again, these things don't look friendly and it's not something you'd want to feel like is this in your space, you know? For example, he told me about this, okay? This is what's crazy about this. I am not the kind of person to be afraid in video games anymore. When he told me about Dread Halls, I was like, okay, I want to try this because... I want to see if a game can make me feel like Here? that kind of, yeah. It's like, it's, like I, it's like I tell you all the time. I joke with him. I tell him, hey, you're 30 now. Like, you want to feel things. You're dead inside, and you're oh, like, yeah. I don't feel anything anymore, so I need <laughs> to know. Oh, my God, <laughs> <laughs> So I get, I get ready to put on the headset and do <laughs> Dread Halls one weekend when I'm home from school, <laughs> and he's got it set up in my mom's living room. Like, I put it on. And it is literally like he just described. It's just like, it is a hall. I don't know. It's not important how big it is, but it's not super wide. It's probably like wider than your arms are like spread out, but it's not much wider than that. And it's about the same height and it's just dark and you go into different rooms and I know there's different kinds of monsters. And I put that on and just 
the like the you said about the si- the sound of a white screen earlier. It's like that, yeah. like like it just sounds like it's underground. Oh, it's or got something. a lot of background. Well, I mean, just the ambience of itself. Like, yeah. so I put that on. I'm like, whoa! I didn't go anywhere yet, and I was like, okay, like this this it could be creepy, and I knew what this monster was and how it worked. I walk into a room. My brother had told me there's this one that is like a gargoyle type of thing. Exactly. Like a stone. Uh, And he's like, uh, the way it works is it only moves when you're not looking at it. So I go into the room and you're, 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 you gotta remember if you don't know anything about VR, the headset is moving with you everywhere you go. So like you're always look, especially when it's new to you still, you're looking around all the time. I walk into the room, I see the gargoyle thing. I'm like, okay, that, that's weird. And I turn around. I didn't even turn all the way around. I just turned my head and I turn back and it's moved. And I'm like, Oh, it's that thing. And then like, I knew what it was and it still like freaked me out. Like, yeah, there's no way to be like, it just dude. the first time I saw that the first time, like literally I just, as soon as I looked at it, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, okay. I was like, I got to know for sure though. So I literally, I turned around and I mean, I turned right back around, dude. And the amount of fate travels is fat. Yeah, I know. I know, I dude. Like, I was like, Oh dude, I'm missing you. No, no, no. I just, back up out of the room and just walk backwards if you know anyone that has vr you absolutely mm-hmm. need to try some kind of horror experience you like because it comes down to like if you want to find out do you have a level head do you can you make a rash decision when your emotions are pulling you to pieces because that is like a lot of those situations dude when you get to the final parts of the halls and the like last it. part, oh, dude, the last part, that last part was annoying, but I made it through the halls. No deaths. That was not easy. That was not easy, but it was fun. It was fun. And then sometimes you can find out uh, experiences that aren't even necessarily supposed to be a horror experience. Yeah. It can be something that you didn't even know that you were afraid of. And that brings us to our third option. Our third option is basically a game that if I believe, if I remember correctly, is a dead game, which kind of adds a de- in another degree of creepy ambiance to it. it gets is it really Warcraft 3? <laughs> yeah, essentially. But once again, Battle Dome. Battle Dome is actually a game, when you look at it first, that you're not going to register it as a horror game because it's not a horror game. It was actually meant to be just a... Well, basically, Goldeneye with a bunch more guns. Like, and it was fun. It was based off a directional movement pad or teleportation, um, not that stinking ski pole thing, like where you're sitting there. Ugh, hated ski poles. Like ski poles were just immersion breaking. They were tiring. It was, and it wasn't good. You have to understand. He's talking about a way to move around in the game. Yeah, it's like I will go, moving I will go, your arms. So, Battle Down at the surface does not look like it's you know a horror game because it's not. I mean, it does, however, on the board, have a horror mode. Now, that game is creepy. It is one of the... I have, I've only finished it once. I have finished the first level. I have not finished the second horror mode. Like, and I'm going to be honest, the second horror mode is... I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll attempt it again and film it if this video gets 500 likes. That ain't going to happen. Don't worry. So I ain't going to have to worry about that. So anyways, moving along. Uh, but not on ski poles. Yeah. So ski poles. So movie locomotion, it's like there's motion moving in, in VR is pretty simple. 
you can either use the button it'll move your move the room essentially if you don't understand what he's talking about like you have to if you think about it vr has a problem of well how do you move when you can only go so far in your room so they've had multiple different ways to try and do that most of them have not been great some of them have made people get motion sickness oh no no, no. the best ones make people motion sickness while you mentioned that like vr one of its problems and something that's related directly to this it is a very tiring experience it, most people that play games aren't necessarily like athletes but even like athletes would be because you're you're in positions that you wouldn't normally you, you crouch yeah. a lot in vr like your you know, t- your thighs and your quads will be tired oh like yeah. your back like squatting behind and undercover because you're in a ready oh, position a lot of the time like yeah. it and your so twitch muscles are activated like it, it's which would be great for working out like no it is like when uh well, just be careful <laughs> don't jump headfirst into your wall it, it's okay like when it comes to try like you can't turn a corner and how big a triceratops is you just can't not react to it you know he's big and he's coming right for you if you have a building you can roll behind to put something at least something in between you and him you're gonna do it but sometimes the real wall's there you know, which adds another layer of fear factor because it's like your nightmare when you can't get to where you want to go because you just can't move. You've you never know? had to go to the hospital and we've never had to replace any walls. No. So you're doing no. pretty well. I've never, I've never broke any lights. I have stuck my hand in a fan, in a full open fan. That that hurt like hell. I have fallen many a times. I have forgotten my uh, my boundaries and jumped into walls. Well, these are probably small factors that add up to another oh, yeah, reason they, that they people are. don't it's, play it. I do, I do a lot of jumping when I'm in VR, and the reason is once you understand how all locomotion works in VR, you get to start breaking the rules and go really, really, really fast. When you think of playing it on a controller, you have two directions. Look around and move forward, left and right. You know, that's that's what you have. In VR, you have the full XYZ access of motion. With that freedom comes, well, a, a need for another way to move the character, essentially. Because when you give control of the character and actually put it on the physical body of the player, you now have to be able to give that guy an ability to move, such as, say, for example, Skyrim VR. Your room is just not as big as Skyrim is. That's an entire continent, nearly. But your room's only, you know, in this case, 16 by 16, uh, the maximum amount a chaperone would be allowed for a Generation 1 HTC Vive. At least I think that's the dimensions. I think 16 by 16, if I remember correct. So the question is, how do you move? How do you walk around in a world when your room is only so big? Well, simple. You move the room. You don't move the player. So, for example, World of Warcraft players, take your finger, draw a box down here in these sides right here. Your character never leaves that box. Try as you might. Zoom in and out all you want. Rotate and barrel. You will never leave that box. You are forever there in your box. And that's because you're not actually moving your tune. If you think about it, that's how video games have always worked. Dude, I remember when I was a kid and like I was playing pod racing on the N64 and I it occurred to me that I'm like, you know, it the seems almost like the center of the screen. Like I'm on a giant treadmill and the whole world is moving around me. Right. And exactly. that was a moment where I actually kind of felt bad because I was like, well, that it well, just this- like it didn't ruin games <laughs> for me. You see, now that's interesting because I had the complete opposite effect. And the way I can kind of describe that is 
do you remember the episode or do you remember in Futurama when uh, he makes Qbert and Qbert's calling him a crackpot because he's like none of his inventions make sense? Qbert is the uh, the kid um, version of uh, Fry. Yeah, yeah. Qbert, yes. Qbert is the little clone of uh, the be the heir of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Professor he's Mark. a punk. Yeah. Well, he's a genius, but he's a kid. You he's know, punk. He's still a kid. Yeah, he's a punk. As, as all young boys are, we're punks when we're just young. We are. So he's sitting there and they, he's like telling him, you know, he's a crackpot and everything. Eventually, you know, they're trying to get away. And he's like, oh, well, the ship actually moves faster than the speed of light. He's like, that's impossible. He gets knocked out, has a dream that the ship doesn't actually move at all. The ship is actually moving the entire universe. And that's how it breaks the rule of speed of light, apparently. So, you know, it's like when you take that rule. It's kind of like doom. Exactly. When you put yourself on that treadmill, you then basically get two units of movement now. You are now moving the box as you would in the game normally. You could stand in one place in the room and just move that box around, and it would feel just like it did when you were playing with a controller. You just have the freedom to look around and freely do stuff that all you want. You could do it that way. However, you can just think, imagine a little bit more. If you can stretch your thought capacity just a bit further, you actually have a whole two other axes to play with and these two axes are where we get to break the rule we get to move faster than you're supposed to physically be able to be moving the way i just first discovered it was in a game called sorrento i noticed that the way they had you move in that one was basically through a bunch of jumps instead of making you teleport they launched your tune up and then when you hit the ground if you were squatting you would slide across the floor Okay, and just to put that into context, the other main way to move in VR games was, like he said, teleporting. teleporting. Usually, you would you would point with one of your controllers. It would show a little circle on the map. Mm -hmm. You'd click a button, and then you would be there. You would so, be there. just to it's double check. Doom moves in its VR game. Doom VFR, why? The why? important thing here why? is you can still move because it, this is one of the ways people didn't get sick. Like, they were trying to deal with the problem. Dude, that people. It should, it's no, I know. I'm just saying you have to understand like people were getting motion sickness a lot from VR. There was already oh, not yeah. a shit ton of people buying it. And then the people that were trying it, a lot of them were getting sick sometimes. So they came up with this blink yeah. teleport move. You could still move within the room. It's not just a sickness problem either, because like he's saying, you could still move within your box that was your play mm -hmm. area. But for some people, they didn't have a play area even so that was how do you move if you can't even move yeah that was teleportation was it which is fine so but just but so i'm you... up to so we're all on the same page about sorrento's movement is it really just a blink except they didn't just instantly take you to the spot it showed your character essentially, jumping essentially it's a slowed down blink that doesn't obstruct your view so at like all. within the game your character your is character actually jumping now, it okay. will make you sick if you're if your motion sickness type so if you were so that's what you're actually doing now remember we're not just moving our avatar we're not moving the avatar you move the avatar physically with your actual body what you're moving is your play area your room so here's the deal what i discovered when i was playing sorrento when you do that initial jump and then when you land on the ground to slide across the floor moving at a much faster momentum than when you started, what if you were to run across the room while you were doing that? So when I took that method and moved it into other games, particularly the best one to be mentioning was Skyrim VR. When I was modding heavily, 
One of the first things I was doing was, uh, and to test all of it, I was running a uh, Lich King run through where I had full the full Lich King garb with uh, a working uh, Frostmourne. I essentially started out, now I started out at level one, but once again, I started out with, you know, legendary items, essentially. So the very beginning stuff was mods. still easy. Oh, dude, no, I had it cranked up to legendary. So there were still places where it, it got hairy. They do, they do, there's a, there's a few mods that will help increase the difficulty and help level things out for things like the DK spell pack and whatnot. But once again, you take some of those abilities. Moving in that one, uh, Skyrim VR kind of solved that issue a little bit in one way. When you move forward while you're in the middle of one of those, when you're in one of those animations, you see, you don't see the tune at all. But you can tell it's happening because your head's moving forward without you telling it. So... In those moments, if you were to step forward and swing, it's not gonna, it's gonna just move the whole world forward to make sure you stay where you need to be within the realm, but it still counts the momentum. So the second it gets done, the body's just gonna go, you know, like when it belongs, uh, like it got hit by a, a giant's hammer or something. It's like it. you're freezing things and then yeah, you're like moving it forward. Like, you know, when you smack it when it's in stasis and it goes flying Exactly. Off. That's a great yeah. way to, I was going to say, like, imagine you punch, uh, time freezes, yeah. you can still move, you punch yeah. something, then time catches up and now it's like, oh, wait, your fist is over yeah. here now. So it's like, boom. <laughs> like, See, now you have two movements going forward. You are now moving the box forward. However, within your box, you yourself are moving forward. So if you had a box to move in. Exactly. So, Which is interesting. Okay, time out. Most VR places have the box now. They're, no, uh, are, probably. Like, no, no, all of them have the box now. All of them have the box. There's still, if you look at games, they still have the one where it shows the guy sitting yes, in the chair. Not everybody has room. I know, I understand that. And I'm, I'm just like, while we're on that subject, this is an important concept to realize the fact that there are different levels of hardware and space that people have into the game, and that can change what you can do. If I'm playing VR and I don't have the, the play area and I'm playing the same game, I can't do the thing that he's talking about. And if you play another game that he had where it was basically PUBG. VR, you ran into a situation where it was like, oh, you were at a massive advantage because you had a Vive headset versus the guys that didn't, right? Yeah. So yeah. I'm just saying is it's like you found something that worked because you had extra capabilities that maybe they thought about when they okay. made the game well, and stop, maybe stop, they stop, didn't. Stop. Well, hold up. It's not extra capability. It's it's not extra. It's full capability. Well, you know? It's yeah, but, but no, like, no, see, no, but no, this, no, no but see, this is, this is my whole point through. though, is it's like, he it's is correct that it's like, he's not saying like, oh no, I had extra shit. He's saying you have less if you don't have yeah. all the stuff, but yeah. this is part of the whole problem. Bringing it back to the, why is VR not more big is it's because you need a lot of shit to make VR work once you've bought it already. Like it's a, like space especially in the world where houses are not even a thing for most people anymore like we talked yesterday is like Huh? I live in an apartment. That's yeah, but cool. like I'm keeping it relevant to a larger conversation. You're talking about moving faster than you're supposed to be able to, which was that supposed to be how the game was designed? Or is that something that you figured out that you don't think they meant for it to be a possibility? 
It was, it's something that is, it's uncharted is the best way to put it. You know, they know, they obviously recognize the ability is there, but it's a question that just doesn't really have much of an answer right now. You know, when it came to like, for the, the first exploits of VR, what you would do is you would move your box. If you wanted to get through a wall, you would move the box halfway through the wall. So that way, when you were standing on the side that, you were the game you were in. Then you just walked forward through the wall because there was no head point collision yet. You and know? this is also taking it back to what I said a second ago, how right. you were able to get in. You were basically able to wall oh, hack yeah. the PUBG was, game. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't. I, I did. I know. I did. No, that effectively that. lets you wall hack. I'm not saying you were doing it to cheat. I'm saying oh, but no, you realized no. that you could do that. Yeah. But once again, they uh, they eventually added head collision. You also have to right. remember that most VR games were done by indie teams. Not yeah. that AAA teams are doing that much playtesting anymore nowadays yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Like, even with the resources. But I yeah. digress. There's there's a few people I would like I like testing for. And if the VR Dungeon Night guy ever needs, you know, someone to beta test the stuff he's putting out, I'll do that happily because, dude, I've ran through so many of his dungeons. Which is another reason that you should check mm -hmm. out VR if you really love games because the game games are such small developer experiences a lot of times you can actually talk to the developer and get feedback and because they need that like so you can be much more a part of the the influence of how the game gets developed and fixed more so than you can in normal games that's one of the other things about it that's just one of the deals like with VR, you get to have more capabilities than what most people would have. Like, much, much more. Yeah, yeah. And with when you have those increased capabilities, it creates new situations, new ways to experience things. Which, like, and taking it into what you just said about experiences and things that you new capabilities. Oh yes. One of the interesting Dude. things about VR that is a a fix for something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is I'm like, man, like you take something like, um, I'm trying to think, okay, like one of the yeah. most recent innovations I can think of is like the Battle Royale game. It's pretty, uh, it's not exactly new anymore. It's still relatively new in games compared to like the old school arena shooters that me and my brother played all the time. That was a big innovation that like shifted the entire and influenced the entire sphere of gaming. Like, but it's hard. I was thinking about that. I was like, well, I wonder what the next thing is going to be. Because it's hard. You don't see it very often. Then a new style of game comes out. I'm not just talking like like a, even like a MOBA. Well, a new way to play a game. Well, like, that's what I'm, no, I'm, I mean like a new game. Like it's like not just so a new skin of something. It takes old games and makes them new. No, that's what I, that was my point earlier when I was talking about yeah. the, the game that was essentially an arcade game that didn't at all feel like an arcade game because. Well, it, I would say when you, okay, you got to remember also, dude, you got to have time spent with the other games too, like that I had. Like, no, I'm just saying, I, but I, when I, you I, play. I've like, always argued against you. I know you love Space Pirate. No, 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 no. It's not just so that. It, it, it's not just that though. What he's also right. getting at, I think, is it's like when you spend a lot of time with VR and it's not just such a novel thing to you anymore, you will start to evaluate it. You'll start to evaluate things more like realistically. Yeah. What I thought about in the context of new types of games, which is hard to make, even when you like you look at something like going from the old sprite based games that were top down, like uh, the old Legend of Zelda games to yeah. when the N64 came out and things moved into a 3D sphere. 
atmosphere. That was a dynamic shift that changed everything. Like, yeah. in a way, Battle Royales made a big shift on what a shooter was. VR allows new kinds of games that we could not have before at all. Take, for example, it's a game that is on consoles and stuff now, but I, I haven't even played it in VR, but I know for a fact that you are getting a watered-down version, and I can see why they would do it. It's like they're just going to make some money back, but like it's like that game was made for VR. It's a game called Super Hot. It is a shooter that is like a puzzle game because when you stop moving, time freezes. Okay, yeah, but you got to remember Super Hot also was a copy of an old Flash game. Yes, but like my point is that it's not the same kind of, it's not, like maybe. I can't remember the name. What was the name of that old stick shooter game, dude? I don't remember either. Um, I know was what you're it, talking about. Zio Zio? I think so, actually. It was like on albinoblacksheep.com. Yeah. Or Flash games or whatever. And yeah. One where that was what it was. It was like every turn of the pain, it was time was frozen. You had to click each one of the guys. And they go through the next thing. But maybe that was something that somebody imagined when they were a kid. And it's like, yeah. it's definitely a different thing now. And yeah. also taking it even just out of like traditional video games where you have like a win condition and a loss condition. Something really cool that VR adds is, and my brother asked me when I first mentioned it at the beginning and mm -hmm. mentioned an experience. A lot of what you could do in quote games in the context of VR does not need it to be necessarily a win-lose component for it to be a cool experience in a game. You talked about something that was not something that you knew you were afraid of until you had one of these types of experiences. It wasn't an actual yeah. game with a win-loss condition, right? Kind of. Like, so there's, these are really two kinds of experiences. This is one that like, I learned something about myself where I didn't know I was a sub-mechaphone. You know, like when I was ever ever like, you know, at like Six Flags or SeaWorld or something, when you were like riding the log through or something, if you ever look over to the left or right or something, You'll see often those giant pools that have a bunch of pipes in them. And the first thing in my thought is it would be absolutely fucking terrible to be in that out in that water. Now, I always knew that about myself. What I didn't know was the absolute fear that I had of boats. And I, you know, because I had stayed on, you know, a houseboat for a while, and which, by the way, was sinking when we were on it. It just took forever. And it finally sank one storm, which we actually stayed on. Which was actually a great metaphor for a lot of the yeah. guys in that friend group. Oh, God, yeah. Anyways. Hey, a lot of them are doing better now, though. A lot yeah, of them that's good. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean anything personal. Y'all's yeah, yeah. good people. I was going to say, when you said, like, being in the water, and it's like, anybody that's ever been in a swimming yeah. pool at nighttime, like, and imagine when you were on the deep end, what if, like, Jaws or that giant alligator from Lake Placid were in the, like, and then yeah, you, it's and it's then you cool. find yourself swimming very quickly to the to the edge? Like, well, you see, that, that doesn't bother me. Like, you know, that's with the weird thing. But it is. will a lot of people. Well, yeah. It, well, I mean, even then, like, it, I don't feel like I would feel the same way that I feel like I should because it's like in VR, like, you know, being next to the whale was no problem. And that was the deal. Like, you know, it was one of those VR experiences where it's like, hey, there are three options have an experience. Go down to the bottom of the of the ocean, see floor, bed, see bed, go sit through a coral reef and see what life is like in that. Let it all fly by you. And there's the third one where you have a whale encounter. I went through the first two, fine. Seabed one, dude, that one, like, deep in the trench. You're, like, under some Lapidon skull. There's a lot of bioluminescent stuff around. Yeah, I've seen it. It's very cool. Yeah. And but then it freaked mom out. Squid. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, it, it freaked mom out. Yeah, no, mom, mom won't put it on. Mom got scared of Squadron. Like, well, I think, and that's a part of the problem too. If with VRs, I think some people they're just not literally not ready yeah, to yeah, no. like. You know, well, Austin would never get in it. Yeah, and see, that's that. Like, this is maybe what a lot of it comes down to. Maybe it's not even a complex thing. It's just like some people they just don't have the bravery. Well, you could say it that way, and I think that's absolutely true. What it comes down to. Some people are too scared of it. Because two of our good, you know good friends were, about. oh yes, I was about to say, two of our good, good friends that are like brothers uh, would not, for like for money, would still not won't. put it on. Still won't. Cowards. But anyway, so you know, sea bed, giant octopus encounter, cool. Turtles and bunch of fish and shit, cool. More uh, games for VR I've nowadays. Been shot, burned, stabbed, crushed, maimed, ripped in half, possessed. Uh, drowned, you know, I've died all these waves in VR, sliced in half, uh, I think I said that, I think I said crushed. Covered in uh, diarrhea. Eaten, al eaten alive by uh, by T-Rex, uh, impaled by Triceratops, uh, devoured by raptors. Covered in diarrhea. in half by an Allosaurus. Um, and that's one of the first things I do in VR in a new game, is first thing I do is die. Just get used to that now like just go ahead get it over with one of the things you just like you had to experience was that i turn around and sure enough i'm standing on a sunken boat that is the first time i ever took the headset off out of like out of fear like i i just i never knew that about myself like as soon as i saw it i went straight into a panic Full panic, dude. I did not know that. I was like, but well, as a result of that, you found a really cool uh, a, yeah. a YouTube channel that you enjoy. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's like, okay, it's like, if you're like me, you find things like that about yourself annoying. The fact that there's something out there that, that just, it just irks you, that it gets you that worked up. Or maybe you just want to feel something. No, I want to beat it. Like, that's the thing. I, I got to beat it. And that's why I'm excited for that Titanic VR thing. It's not really so much, you know, the the learning aspect of it or, you know, but it's trying to escape the ship while it's going down because of the feel of everything, of what it is, and then exploring the shipwreck itself, which is the real fear-mongering part for me. Which, without because, going into it too much, you could learn. VR would be a great tool for yeah. teaching things as well. Yeah. Well, not just fears, but, like, in general, like, as an educational tool. Oh, yeah, because, like, dude, all the, all the surgery of the future is going to be done virtually. Or, to, to like, like you said earlier, like, you could use that, they could probably use that kind of thing to help people get over traumatic experiences. Oh, like, yeah. And probably make things worse in some cases. Dude, it, could, it, could do, it could do either. What it gets down to is it also gives you the ability to live out some of those childhood dreams, too. These are the important things. Like, you know, those are learning things about yourself. Cool and all. Haven't you ever wanted to be, like, wonder what it felt like when you were, like, that anime swordsman? You go across so fast. Exactly. The other guy doesn't have a chance to react, and they just fall to pieces. Exactly, dude. You want to know what it feels like to be Goku when you grab them by their face and slam them through a boulder? Done that one. You ever wanted to fly up in the air and Kamehameha blast your opponent into smithereens? Video games That's just don't do it, man. Video games do not I'll do it the same. You. There was a game that came out several a uh, couple years ago now. It was like a, basically a remake of Star Wars TIE Fighter, if you know what that is. It's like a okay. flight simulator more than it was. Uh, it was like an ace combat game, basically, but in Star Wars. It's called Squadrons, I think it was. And oh, yeah. I played that or with a joystick on my nice computer. I went to my brother's house. He had it set up with a chair. The Mind stool. you the graphics card. He has a yeah. 20 no. I and this is my point is it's like, once again, graphics, we talked about it earlier in the show, graphics were not super important when you were a kid because 
like you said, that minefield, your imagination would fill in the blanks. He had the joystick uh, clamped down to a stool that was in front of the chair. And I put the headset on and, and I did squadrons. Dude, an A-Wing, if you know Star Wars, the A-Wing, all you need to know is the cockpit is a completely clear glass dome, yeah. essentially. There I was the suicide booth. No, the suicide booths are the fucking TIE fighters where no, you're no, 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 back no, 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 window. No, dude, I'm sorry. It doesn't matter how much shielding you have. If a laser hits there. You're no, you're, it's got that's that, no, no the, the, the shielding is worthless if it can't like it doesn't matter whether it's the hole underneath it or it's the glass a laser's going right through a hole too you've got to have shields yeah. otherwise like my point though is you like because it's a because it's a very very well done and it's like a dead game as well unfortunately when the ship comes over you you can look up and see it or you're coming down at it from above right and you're looking up at it like it is just nothing like that like and oh, yeah. i literally and this is a complete failure on your part and maybe it was a licensing problem another massive problem with vrs they just didn't have a lot of the the licenses and the the titles to put the games that you'd want to play mm -hmm. on them yet and that's better Here's now why you don't have everything you want it's just too expensive they can't they can't justify the cost is what it comes down well, to no, but, i mean because of all the licensing yeah no, that's what i'm saying i went and found that music from the star wars movie the first one i was like okay i need this experience and putting that on nothing like that in gaming that I've ever had. Playing one of the simplest games that he has. Yeah. It was one of the first games that came out for VR. The one where you fight the robots. Oh, uh, Raw Data. There is, you get three different guns in the original version of that game. You like, get a shotgun, you get a pistol slash rifle, dude, and then you get a sword. But sword the shotgun... The shotgun was the coolest, and it had no, nothing to do no, with the sh no, no. no, for no, me, no, listen, when we're in the realm of fucking, when, we're, when we are in the god, everyone is going to be different. Oh, they can be different, but they're wrong. You could be wrong. The thing that made no, the shotgun and the coolest had nothing to do with the shotgun. I dropped the shotgun. I looked down at my fists. I looked, I swear to God, if you don't let me get this out, I looked down at my fists, and your fists become power fists and then you just get to wail on robots and that was one of the coolest experiences i've also ever had in vr what do you think they need to do besides the hardware capabilities besides making it more accessible which they're working on those things and that will come when the bureaucrats can decide that it's financially viable and will make a profit what game or experience could come out if licensing, if nothing was an issue that would make it so cool that people are like, Christmas, I'm getting one of those because I want to play that fucking game. Honestly, if you wanted to do that, if you wanted to make it mainstream and get the general public to be like that, I think you need to go either to get two games. One of them, I don't want to suggest because I think it's just an atrocity. No, yeah. I won't want to hear about anything else uh, except that. Before okay, you go well, any further. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Why is that an atrocity? Because that game's been sold enough. Skyrim has literally been sold like 10 times now. Yeah, but I've only bought it once. Well, Speaking of which, if you're listening to this in current day, 10 uh, mm -hmm. October 1st, 2022, don't buy Skyrim for the Switch because it has terrible frame rate issues right now. I saw that on... Uh, the internet I, earlier today. Give, give Bethesda a little bit of credit because they're 
they're they're a game company that actually listens to their community and especially the modding community, which is a a community that often is get gets overlooked in most sure. games. I just couldn't let like, that slide. Like they don't allow it at all. Oh, they're they're better about it than Final Fantasy is. Final Fantasy doesn't want people using add-ons at all. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. well, dude. I'm gonna be honest. Like when it comes to JRPGs, they don't want you to be doing anything with their stuff ever. Like they don't even want people to have a damage meter because they don't want yeah. it to make the community toxic, which is a good point. But Dude, like, I'm sorry, you can't stop that. Even if you're, even I know if, I'm with you a thousand percent. My only point was damage meters absolutely contribute to toxicity. Oh in, yeah, uh, like. Gives degenerates something to brag about. So you right. said the uh, Modern Warfare Two. What's the other one? The other one, Halo. But redo combat evolved, make it VR. Okay. Now I'm going to take it in a different... Everyone will do that. You know I'm going to take it Because they'll drink of Halo 2. You want to know what they want to do? What do they want to do, Lee? Flip a warthog. No. They want to give the Covenant back their bomb. Oh, fuck yeah. But most people don't... Most kids don't even remember that. <laughs> if you are if under you the... If you remember that, hats off to you. If you're under the age of 17 and you remember giving the Covenant back their bomb... Please leave us a comment down below so I can tell you that your parents did a good job. Or your older brother did. Someone did a good job. Someone done good. I'm going to take that question of what game or experience could come out that would make it something that people had to have. I'm going to flip that a little bit. I'm going to see if that doesn't change or make it okay, smart. If you wanted to go that far, then you need to attack one of the biggest player bases there is. World of Warcraft VR. Well, like, people definitely want an MMO. I think Sword Art yeah. Online shows that people want an MMO yeah, in VR. Dude. Yeah, we do. Like, well, there's, there's, well, and this, well, this is what I'm saying, though. Like, uh, this is we had We talked about this years ago now. This would be something that you would see go viral on the internet if it was a thing. Like whether or not it had any staying power would depend on whether it was just an experience or whether it had a full-fledged game behind it. And it would also require more capabilities because uh, you can't track feet currently or can you? Yeah, no, you can't. But well, okay, so there is a way to do it. Which is coming down to making one of the things I wanted to talk about, full tracksuits. The one thing I've always wanted to do in VR that I haven't been able to do yet is stomp skulls in. You know, like in in a Skyrim, one of the things is like when you go by, I should be able to just cave a dude's head in with my foot. Kicking? You know? I want to do some kicking. Exactly, right? <laughs> like kicking is one of the funnest things and... I sometimes naturally do it. I can't help but my brain is like foot here, knee here. Like, Which can be a problem, like depending on where you're at. Uh, the closest I've come to knocking a base station over, I need it. Do you remember when I told you about my idea? An Avatar The Last Airbender experience where you could do all the different bending. Yeah. In VR. That yeah. would be sick. It would, it would be. Um, but it's like one of those deals where it's like, when I think about like what we could go like, but why stop there? An you actual know? licensed Dragon Ball Z game, which is actually coming out. Japan. But didn't they do something weird like invent their entire own periphery for it? Because that made me like feel less legitimate about it. Dude, that made it seem like I, like I died a little when I saw that because I was like, God damn it! Now it's not going anywhere. I don't want to play with anybody. Like, dude, I don't get it. Like, they just do not want to play with anyone. Dude, it's the Sony problem dude it is a i think it's a japanese philosophy because you look at I nintendo 
Dude, it's in the art of war. It's in the art of war. It's like you you don't want to give that kind of thing up. I don't remember the specific tenant, but I know it talks about cutting supply lines to your enemy and stuff. And it's like, well, you wouldn't want to give up that kind of uh, it doesn't make sense. And they also have a different they have an entirely their their copyright laws are way more strict. No, I think it's more strict. You can't touch any copyright laws. Well, dude, that's that's the sort of thing. It's like, you know. We all love Nintendo, but when you stop and look at how they handle business, those guys are assholes. There's a really cool documentary on, I think it's either Hulu or Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget what it's called. It's about the founding of Sega. It talks about Nintendo because they owned everything back in the day as far as mm-hmm. that space went. Dude, they used to be able to tell Walmart, if you bring their product in, you won't get ours anymore. It took them forever before... Sega was able to get this much shelf space. You can't see it if you're doing the audio version, but like they got an end cap essentially before anything. And Nintendo for a long time was able to bully Walmart into not bringing in their product. Like Nintendo's gangster because Nintendo has been making games for a hundred years already. I just, I'm telling you the Japanese don't mess around when it comes to business. They don't like, and that's, and like, once again, that's fine and all, but when it starts, when you start affecting your your fan base, when just because you uh, you want to keep some, well, I mean, I'm be honest, I think poor ethical choices. What do you mean? I just like the way they do. Like for example, all the free advertisement they could get with content creators for the fan base they have. Like who Nintendo? Yeah, Nintendo, yeah. They, it is that is fucking weird. Because, dude, I know it's like you can like it all you want, but you better not talk about it. Like, dude, Nintendo shoots itself in the foot all the time. Like, oh, yeah, dude. There have been some like, really, really cool fan made Pokemon ROM hacks. Like, exactly. Nintendo doesn't allow any of it. It's like, yeah, yeah, no. And I mean, that's one of the things that worries me about the company because it's a company that I feel like will eventually just hang itself somehow. I think well, they'll they, be fine, but they're, they're like, they're hurting themselves. I can't say that for certain, obviously. But dude, I think their, their attempt at VR was a abysmal no yeah my it is fucking cardboard dude dude. i was like (laughs) okay here's here's nintendo vr here we go even if you're on an auditory experience let me walk you through nintendo vr take your hands and make your hands look like uh toilet paper rolls okay now put them over your eyes this is nintendo vr yep (laughs) what a time to be alive one of the places that most people assume to be the most advanced in virtual reality, and they came out looking like a joke. I mean, just a straight-up joke. But that's it part of a, what... It, I lost so much respect for Nintendo as a company when they released that. I was like, this is your... Atten-. I was like, this is like an open-hand slap to the VR community. It's like you. It's almost like you're insulting us that you view this as just like a gimmick or something. When you were in the reality is eventually it's even going to replace them. That's what's going to happen. Nintendo, if they don't well, look at Blockbuster when they thought Netflix was a joke. Oh, like, yeah. And now where are they? Yeah, Nintendo's staring down the same barrel. They just better hope that we stay alive for a lot longer because if our generation dies off, they got to figure something else out. Well, and to bring that full circle, that's yeah. what you meant when you said this uh, Bethesda does a good job. Yeah. Ironic, unironically, like yeah. in that, like, even though they've made 10 versions of Skyrim and charge you $60 every time, which oh, I yeah. cannot 
not say tongue in cheek slightly because like I said, that's the still... only like I said, I've only bought that game twice. I bought it once for the special edition on Steam, and then I bought it again for the VR version because you had like the VR version is a completely different setup. It, like it runs off this a lot of the same stuff, but you, there's a lot more to it. If you I can understand if a game gets re-released for VR, that makes sense to me. You it's know what the sad thing is? Shit over. You know uh, what you know what game would probably make VR a must-buy Christmas thing? What? Well, I say that, but like I think the Quest 2, whether it's Meta or Oculus or whatever, was kind of that thing last year. When I went to buy my Switch around my birthday last year, which is right before Christmas, I remember seeing somebody some people come in and getting a, a Quest 2, I think it was, cuz that one's standalone. You can hook it up to your to your PC, but like um I, I remember seeing on TikTok when I would scroll through that as well, that there was a lot of uh, kids were, it was like some gorilla game, but like, I just like, I was like, okay, VR must've been hot this Christmas. Part of the problem, VR, the Oculus went up a hundred dollars this in August. Like uh, uh, there was, I read an article when they I was- They always go up in price around the holidays. Like no, always- this was like, this was unprecedented because this guy literally had an article about why the Quest 2 was the best VR headset that you could get. And he's like, since I've written this, he's like, I know you, again, you're this, you're the type of guy that looks at it and is like, say, hey, uh, I don't have extra capabilities. You have less yeah. capabilities. Um, I can play my shit offline. The you- guy... The guy had his uh, article like praising that, and he said it went up a hundred bucks out of nowhere. Both versions of it, and I'm like, eh, that sucks. Because when Dude, something comes, they, they know the holidays are around. They know no, it's they- not just a holiday thing. I think it was related to the technology of it. And, it's and a shitty God, thing. I- there's you no expect way to justify that in the VR world, no, like, dude. No, there's no way to justify that. Usually, period. You expect that things are going to go down in price over time, not go a hundred dollars up. Either way, like, what was the big game it was supposed to be? Because I'm gonna be honest, I did, like I just can't imagine. Oh, oh a Fortnite. Fortnite right. is so massive. If Fortnite was a VR thing, I think that would turn uh, VR into a no, Christmas. No, because then you would just do to VR what happened to Rec Room. I'm not saying that it would be a good thing. Constantly. I'm not saying it would be a good thing. I'm saying that would make it a more relevant platform. But nah, they, I think Fortnite needs to stay where it's at until they grow I up. I didn't say it needs to move. I said if I'm, Fortnite was a good VR experience, that would probably sell vr and make it more mainstream until then the truth is i don't know that there is a game or an experience that is going to make something that vr is like a must-have and if you have an idea of what that thing might be whether it's a game whether it's an experience you mean like like we've gone you should leave that down below in the comments and let us know that would be a cool discussion to see and also we're working on something that is going to be playing off of the comments that we get on the video for each episode it's something that we're going to be choosing our favorite answers from so stay tuned for that as well we talked about it like a week ago but the, your face says you don't. Rem- you have zero recollection of that. I, I was like, I don't. I was like, I don't remember that at all. Well, then I've sunk your battleship. No, no, we're not. I, I, wait, wait, no, we didn't finalize any of that. That none of that, none of that. Finalize what? I didn't say no, finalize no, no, anything. I, I, I what are you talking about? What are you talking about? If you stop saying, what are you talking about? I you don't might understand. Like you have to shut your mouth and open your ears to hear stuff, Lee. 
what I'm saying is I know what section of what we were talking about there. Nothing got greenlit there. What do you mean? You know what I mean. Don't play dumb with me. Welcome to King of the World chat where the topics are made up and I know what he means. <laughs> God damn it. You know what's funny is you're the older brother. But you act like the younger brother. I get to, you know what's funny about you saying that? I had this thought like a week ago. I was like, you know what? I'll bet I'm not the only person that's had this experience. Mm -hmm. When you're the oldest, you go through this weird curve. It's like a bell curve. You, I guess it would be the opposite, actually. You start out being annoyed. Well, okay. When you're kids, you like playing with your brothers and y'all do stuff together. Then you get a little bit older and you want to do your own thing and your parents make you do stuff with your brother and you're like, ah, and then you get older and you're like too cool for some of the things that they do. But then as you get older, like you, like he said, you become like, <laughs> it, it switches where you are like making dad level jokes to your brother and it irritates him, but it's like, but you, when you're not around me, you do it too, because you make a lot of dad jokes. I, the la one of the last times I was back home, I made that observation. I was he like, hasn't been home in like four or five months. It, it's not getting better. <laughs> he's, he's like, you're I'm getting old like, too. I was like, like I may have made like one dad joke, but like you can't put me in the same ballpark as you. You go back in time and you tell Sargeret that he makes dad jokes, and <laughs> he wouldn't even be able to conceive making one. Yeah, but like this is the like compare. Okay, so like comparing that to me would be like if this was murder, I've killed one person, and you're Hitler. Like, Jesus Christ. We are not the same Jesus person. Christ on the cross. You took that from zero to 1,000. Well, I mean, that's your that's your level. I view your dad jokes as genocide. Genocide on comedy. Genocide on all that is good and decent. I mean, the jokes you make. You know what I consider your dad jokes, Gare? Oh, I don't. You see, that's the problem. I don't make enough of them to do. You, them to which is it. what makes this work. Do you know what I consider your dad jokes to be? What? I consider them to be a gem covered in diarrhea. <laughs> Whichever YouTuber he's stealing that from, I'm sorry. <laughs> you made me this way. No, I didn't. I came second. You were like that when I got here, dude. I think you peaked, like, hard. I have not yet begun <laughs> to peak, little brother. Oh, God. <laughs> I have not begun to peak. <laughs>